All right. Sweet. So I'm going to just go ahead with my regular spill. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the first annual Relationship Stuff 101's Night of Poetry. I have special guests with me, Langley, Shazar, with me, uh, Satish Robinson, over here to lay down some poetry. Um, we're also going to have Key Bates, Kenya, joining us sometime in the meeting. If she don't join us, somehow we'll get her poems so that we can add them to this night. But I'm going to just go ahead and let you fellas take off. Whoever wants to go first, go ahead and go first. And then I'm going to grab my phone and then I'm going to do a couple at the end. And then at the end of the at the end of this, make sure that y'all, you know, let everybody know y'all social media handles, where they can find y'all, how they can get into contact with you, and uh, other information that'll be available so that, um, you know, you guys can get y'all promotions done indirectly. So I don't know who wants to go first, who wants to go ahead and just take off and just go straight from this, I guess, post uh, poem one. From whoever ever would just want to go first, just take it, just take it from, take it from here. We flowing now. Oh, cool, cool. All right, well, I'll, I will start it off with this uh, little piece I call "Trumpet Legacy Salute," being that I am a trumpet player. So, uh, right. goes a little something like this. Everybody, grab pen, paper, take notes on your phone. Some names you need to know to get you in the zone. Some names past and present who all play a part in this jazz trumpet legacy a most noble in art. Mm. I love Fast Naval for his thing, rock with Chet for his, the eloquence of KD, the whirlwind flights of Diz. Freddie Hubbard for his might, Lee Morgan for his bite, something special about the way Book of Little ignites. Mm. Clark Terry was greasy, Donald Byrd, my word. Woody Shaw spoke a dialect never before heard. I'll always remember Clifford, brown that is, each note a jewel. Thank God for Miles, be it bop, fusion, or cool. Eldridge and Hargrove, both Roy's, my boys. The great Eddie Henderson, still out here making much noise. I'm blessed to have heard the late Ted Curson live and direct. And politics aside, Went Marcellus gets my respect. Mm. My man James Zyler will make you holler. Vinnie Kutra will blow your mind. The homie Russell Gunn got something for y'all's behind. <laughs> Tom Harrell, indispensable. Wallace Roney, good God. My boy Keon Harold and Mo Better, they rep my generation hard. Arnetta Johnson, I hear you, Jersey all day. And Angelisa Rogers, trumpetess with plenty to say. Mm. The legacy upon us, may we rep it full tilt, for we all operate from the house that Pops built. Mm. Wow. Pops says in Louis Armstrong. Nice, nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. I like that. Thank you. you know, the, the inspiration behind that poem I'm taking it was jazz itself. And it was the inspiration behind it was specifically. Uh, me just being part of the jazz community and uh, and when I wrote it I was just thinking about some of the recent trumpet hangs we did and then also the fact that a lot of the movers and shakers and innovators in the music were trumpet players a whole lot of them you had plenty of exceptions such as uh, saxophonist Charlie Parker and John Coltrane or pianists like uh, Bud Powell, Art Tatum, Duke Ellington vocalists like Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. Well, if you talk about trumpet players, many of the trumpet players in jazz were really instrumental in moving jazz into a whole new realm of possibilities, new style, a lot of new styles and new movements. A lot of the musical language that we speak was furthered by trumpet players like Louis Armstrong, was the guy that really started jazz into being what it is. He was a trumpet player and vocalist, but his trumpet playing was so unheard of before and so influential it inspired an entire world to sound like him regardless of what the, what they played or how they sang. Wow. You know, we wouldn't have American music, period, without Louis Armstrong's contributions. Mm. We wouldn't have jazz without him. We wouldn't have had rhythm and blues, rock and roll, 
funk, you know, hip hop. Yeah, None of that would exist if not for Armstrong's example. Exactly. And then Absolutely. You move after him, you know, other innovators that were trumpet players like Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie was was one who really was the first to successfully merge jazz with the music of Latin America. You know, he started this whole Afro-Cuban movement, and that's after he that's after he co-started the bebop movement. The bebop was basically a a more elevated, more complex form of jazz that emerged after the swing era, which pretty much shaped every movement of jazz that came after it to this day. And Dizzy Gillespie was instrumental in that. After Dizzy, you know, you got others like Miles. Miles really brought a whole new thing to music, especially in his ongoing experiments and meshing whole genres with jazz. You know, with his album Bitches Brew in 1970, mm -hmm. he started the whole fusion movement, mixing jazz with elements of psychedelic rock, tribal African music, James Brown, funk vamps, and other stuff. You know, my project that I just talked about wouldn't exist if not for Miles' example. And then, you know, there's a few others after him that helped push it forward, like uh, Freddie Hubbard, Don Cherry, Woody Shaw, so on and so forth so thinking of those innovators and then myself as a trumpet player and then other trumpet players i see out there who are not just playing trumpet but really adding something unique bringing a unique voice a unique perspective so all the names i shouted out in that poem are people who fit that criteria some are the greats some of the names i named are the greats of the past some of the names i named are people who are currently etching their mark who will one day be remembered as a as a great some some young current greats if you will what's it are we gonna go like back to back or you're gonna do your second piece yeah okay well Oh, I'll, 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 let, I'll let I'll let Langsley go ahead now. I'm excited uh, to hear uh, what this brother has. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, so with the my style of writing uh, is very layered, also, but it also uh, I very seldom rhyme. I do use some figurative techniques that I'll, I'll look at later on. Uh, right. One of the things that I also always do is I never title my poem until after I've written it. Um, I try not to box myself in, so I just come up with a concept and I go through it. And then after I feel like I've completed that piece, then I'll come up with a title for it. So uh, the title for this one is called Allstruck, but you'll see how I kind of move through it uh, through space and time. And because I'm, I'm big into outer space, I'm, I'm into quantum physics and all that. So a lot of my pieces are kind of surrounded that. Um, but this is called Allstruck. And I figure since this is uh, Relationship 101, we'll start out with a love poem. Right, right, right. Definitely. <laughs> so it says, uh, I have dreamed grandeur epitomized by starlight, conceptualized, manifested on the tales of comets, streams of moon dust, galvanized plumes, strike with meteoric intensity, wishes personified, dazzling brilliance, illuminated myelination, wondrously incapacitating, celestial captivation, a kaleidoscope of consolatory comprehension, a beauty unlike any other. Awestruck. That's what's up, I like that. Nice, nice and short too. It, was nice. it had a nice message to it. Like a, a, some, some poems that people have to understand, some poems don't have to be long. They have a really short, deep message to them. You know, they, Absolutely. and sometimes you think, hey, hey, that, you know, that poem it has to be extensive. And then you're used to that. You somebody saying something that's really extensive. And I've read a lot of Langley's poems, so that uh, he has a lot of poems that are extensive. So that one was nice, sweet, mm -hmm. you know, and straight to the point. So I like that one. Well, I appreciate that. And and you know, I guess what what makes physically writing those poems shorter is that I typically don't like to move between pieces of paper on a typewriter. Um, so that it, we talked about being deliberate and really thinking about what I want to say and how I want to say it. A typewriter helps me do that and kind of keep things condensed down to one page uh, just so that I can kind of flow through that. And then kind of like, you know, when the page is done, the poem's done. So I'm mindful of how much space I actually have to operate and work with. 
Right. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Well, because I, I know, like, when, when I when I usually write a poem, excuse me, I'm trying, I'm working with this Facebook Live trying to get us broadcast here. I know usually when I write a poem, like you said, I usually don't. I'll write a poem and then I'll title the poem after I've already finished the poem. That's usually what I would do too. So I usually don't just title the poem until it's done. Yeah. So I just think that, and, and it's not, I know everyone's writing um, the way they write and their style um, and just their process is different. But I found that as I began to hone my voice and figure out who I was as a poet, that coming trying to have a title just gave me too many restrictions and I was too confined. And so without a title, I can move however I want to uh, and then, you know, tie it all together nicely at the end with the title. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got Satish next. All right. All right. First time I recognized your voice. I was asleep on the floor. My homeboy's home studio. Not a roof at all to call my own. Life was unruly, yo. Never knew my dad. My grandpa was the only father figure I ever had. I was a lad, did much things good, did many things bad. Nah, I wasn't a mama's boy. I was too much a rebel. Little did I know the packs I was making with devils. The choices I made put my life in the ditch. And yet you shone your light on me and made my life go switch. The first time I recognized your voice, you gave me a message of hope. You promised to undo the binds in my life and burn the ropes. The first time I recognized your voice, I knew you were my dad, my heavenly father, the best one anyone could have ever had. Realigned my life, gave me strength through strife. You gave me an incredible gift in the form of my wife. Mm. Though mm. I am a man, I'm yet a weak little lamb. You show your mercy and grace, show me you are the great I am. Father and son. Father and son. Mm. Father and son. The end. Wow. Yeah, that's that's, that's power. That is deep. Wow. Man, yes. yeah, that's uh that is very I'm, I'm, I'm gonna switch I'm gonna switch up now. I, I gotta pick a different piece. <laughs> I, just, uh, I wasn't expecting that one. That was really deep. Now that now that's almost like a is that like a absentee dad like type of poem or is that like a message to my dad or dear dad or something Man, like this this poem is simply a public thank you to God. Mm-hmm. This poem is simply a love letter to my dad, man. God is our creator. God is our heavenly father. For, you know, anyone who don't have a father, who don't have an earthly father, if only they knew, you know, mm-hmm. if you, once you know, you know. God, you know, God is there to pick up any pieces that need to be picked up. You know, and uh, I mean that poem with every fiber of my being because it's a lot that I've been through over the years. And I've, before I arrived at Christ, I kind of went all around, tried out different things. I tried out being a 5%, I tried out being a Muslim, tried out this, tried out that. And when I got with my church five years ago, although I have attempted being in numerous churches before, there was something that just finally clicked this time. All the elements was in the right place. My life was in the right place for me to really receive the truth. Finally found a home. Yes. And as I did that, God came into my life and very slowly, very diligently just started remaking the fabric of my existence from the ground up, how I carried myself, how I thought about myself, how I prioritized my life. He stretched me how mm-hmm. I planned my life out the window. Everything I thought I knew, all these years I knew nothing at all. Nothing. 
And as I put in better effort to follow those promptings, it led to my life miraculously changing before my eyes and before the eyes of others. I went from having to sublet a different spot every other month. I went through droughts where as a musician, I just wasn't making enough money to where I'd have to get out in the park or the subway on a cold day just to play and raise up enough money for a haircut or to catch up on rent. Wow. And just really allowing God to lead my life instead of me trying to do it on my own, that led to a whole lot of transformation that led to me being able to forgive things that I've carried unforgiveness for for decades. That enabled me to see more value in myself and in others who I failed to value. That allowed me to meet my wife. That allowed me to marry this amazing godly woman. That allowed me to have a family life that I could have, that I never saw myself having, you know? Right. Yeah, you know, God is amazing. And that poem was just my love letter to him for that. Oh, right. It was a really good one, too. I mean, that yeah, well, that's, that's powerful. Really good, powerful poem. Yeah. Okay, so we got, I think we're on your second one. This is your second one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I had to switch it up after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I come up with something a little bit uh, to follow up behind that speech. That was amazing. This one is called Connectivity. And this is this is one where I was talking about worlds between worlds, worlds beneath worlds. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way our brains work, the way we are connected to each other, the way that we are connected to the earth, the way that multiple uh, social bodies are connected to, to each other. Um, and this kind of just ties in all of that uh, and how we are all part of a bigger scheme, kind of like what you were saying uh, with the way God operates uh, and being om- omniscient and omnipresent um, and omnipotent and, and seeing that we all play a piece uh, to a, a grand puzzle and a grand uh, chessboard. And not that it's a game, but that, you know, we all are moving in such a way that allows other things to move and happen. So again, this one's called Connectivity. Oceans unravel as tides peel threads, continental divides, feather whispers and dreams. The crashing of ideals stream from gravitational forces, moons orbit thoughts, revealing uncommon eras. Time itself is held captive beneath unfathomable pressures, deferred ambitions entrenched beyond abysmal planes. The catacombs of intellects interwoven, tethered to geothermal consciousness, Worlds beneath worlds, subatomic particulate, gyrate in electromagnetic undulations, magmatic postulations, grieve carrying capacity, sutured neurons, connectivity. Mm. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a it sounds like a lot of brain activity and mental <laughs> processing and cognitive things going on there in that poem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's just uh, you know the 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 final uh, set of set of lines there about the caring capacity. And we talked about how uh, when as human beings, we we realize that, you know, the earth can only hold so many people, so much life and, and all these things. And that's the, the caring capacity that we're talking about. Uh, and it's kind of an ode to saying that, you know, if we don't respect ourselves, if we don't respect uh, the planet that we've been blessed with, if we don't respect uh, how we conduct ourselves as human beings above all else you know we are sure to perish and not have any life left uh not only in in this plane on the physical but also that you know we're going to doom ourselves and our future generations right that's powerful yeah, that's real powerful yeah i think you're on your third yeah, and this is actually going to be my third and final because these only three I was able to dig up once you invited me to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we, after your third one and we go with, with language, we can come back to you. You can, I mean, guess what? Hit us with a trumpet sample or... Hey, cool. Hey, cool. I mean, something, you know, just to yes, put it yes. in the last two. We, it's all good. All right. You are a voyage, my maiden voyage. You are a voyage. I board my boat. I set sail. 
I come across communication. She says, tell me what's on your mind, baby. I ain't going nowhere. I'm all ears. I come across charm. That smile that makes me wither. Those eyes that entrance me. I come across creativity. The way you could hook up meals I can't even pronounce. The way you put your ensembles together, I'm scared of you. Mm. I come across compassion. Waking up in the middle of the night with those neck rubs and those shoulder rubs and that warm embrace. I come across cultivation. The way you instill Christ in our daughters. The way you are the model of what a woman should be of what a Christian woman should be, of what a black woman should be, of what my woman should be. Hmm. I'll come across comedy. <laughs> that wave hit me. That comedy, you looking in the mirror at yourself. She thick! <laughs> I'll come across clarity because I know when I found you, I found me. This is to you, my wife. What have I done? I just sailed across your seven seas. Hey. Wow. Hey. That's real deep. If I wasn't holding my phone and my laptop right now, and I'll, I'll snap my finger. Guys, I'm say, I can do a bit of that right there. Oh, right. Man. Well done. Well done. Time right now. <laughs> so I think, well, I think, Ling, you're going to be your third. I think you're Ling. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to, I've got uh, my last two. Are, are kind of we're gonna put those just out because uh that we've kind of gone through this and my last two are really going to be kind of uh encouragement and okay. and you know ultimately you know african-americans and things that we've gone through as a, as a demographic you know as a culture okay. um but this one is uh <laughs> I, I i think i posted this and i said you know i, I definitely don't want to offend anybody however i do not make any apologies for what i say in this because it is based on things that i have seen and read and things that have happened um and and this didn't start out this poem is called preamble and it was kind of uh my the way that i perceive from an outside perspective on some of the things that go on particularly in the roman catholic church so again this is not to offend anybody but this is just some some things that came together as i wrote the poem and it's the direction the poem went in so this wasn't a purposeful attack i don't want anybody to think that this is just some things that i had thought about and at just at one point they all came together so again it's called preamble uh and i do want to apologize again this is not to offend anybody but this is just my thoughts uh as they are have been put together uh this is also a very fun um figurative language technique called alliteration so you guys are going to hear a Big whole lot of keywords fan, yes. I love <laughs> this is my already. favorite tool um, so we'll go ahead and jump into this prayed on the backs of the pious the proud papacy propagates proliferous propaganda pragmatically impaling souls fears these perfect pugilists parry plunderous inquisitions with precision peddling the impossible <clears throat> persuadably preeminent prefaced by preordination the preferred postulation of a position passed down through a paltry precursory few, feeding their penchant for power. Preamble. Hmm. Nice. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so, that's real nice. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, sometimes I get excited about that stuff. I do write some religious pieces. I've got sure. one that I'll have to get to you guys called Hellbound Pew Sitters. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a couple other ones that are that are uh it's it's kind of a clarion call um you know i see a lot and, and i've experienced a lot and I'm, I'm with people who have have also seen experienced a lot and i feel that uh, as a christian community the biggest problem with people not wanting to have a relationship with christ with christ is because of christians uh yeah. and they act yep. and you know the the hypocritical nature of uh, how a lot of us carry ourselves and so a lot of things that i say are just I'm kind of challenging the person, not the faith system, but challenging the person to become better and be more Christ-like 
uh, and not be so religious, right? Because religion is, is kind of that man-made institution that's been holding us down by fear and by different things that are keeping us from having a positive relationship with Christ uh, and with each other. So, you know, that's another one of those pieces that are kind of challenging the person uh, as well as some of the ideals that have been passed down through generations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well said. Definitely. So like a lot of, a That's lot actually of, something me and my wife talk about all the time. Or correction, me and my wife and our eldest daughter, we talk about that all mm-hmm. the time. All right. So, Satish, you want to go ahead and bless us with a little bit of the trumpet? You would, oh, sure. Put that in there, sure. and Langley will get to Langley's fourth. Yeah. It'll be your fourth, wouldn't it, Langley? Your fourth? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a poem in its own i believe yeah. somewhere yeah. in there was poetry somewhere in there was definitely poetry somewhere in there real smooth absolutely elegant yeah i like that yeah. nice yeah so i guess we're gonna go and get into langley's fourth poem yeah uh and this this one is very short um very powerful and i think it it certainly is uh poignant I, I, after that trumpet tribute uh so this one is called lonely road and it just says, no one will love you to the magnitude that you can love yourself. So keep walking, even if you're the only one going in that direction. That's almost like a quote, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's almost like a quote. Yeah, like almost like a quote too, because like it's like it's like a piece of information that you need to get on with in life it's not you know more like a poem it's more like a quote too yeah definitely that's like a t-shirt uh, yeah that's like a t-shirt you want to give a little bit more or you want to just oh, yeah. Yeah, go oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. sure mm-hmm. all right all right
I know it's playing music. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I don't think people understand that that's not easy. What you're doing is not not easy at all to be able to do that, to be able to hit them notes. Those high notes with that trumpet is probably very impossible to do starting as a beginner. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's a muscle you gotta build. It's like a weightlifter, first time weightlifter expecting to bench 300. No, my brother, you're gonna have to build yourself up to that. Absolutely. Definitely. And you you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and, and and for me, it's 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 the theory behind it. You know, your yeah. transitions and knowing your scales and being able to move between, you know, yes. your minor notes and the things that you're doing. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the complexity yeah. of what you're playing. Yeah, like like Shahir just broke down the physical aspect, and now you're going into the mental a- aspect, because you have to have all that knowledge stored and accumulated, and ready to be executed on command. Absolutely, and that that is a, a equally difficult task to even have in the physical ability yeah. to play. Right. So it's like if I so much as do a line, I'm taking all this theoretical knowledge that I've stored up, all these things I've practiced over and over again, and I'm just shooting it. Like, I'm pulling the trigger on all this stuff. It's all the stuff I had to learn first just to be able to do something like this. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> it's a lot of inhale and exhale, and I'm sure. Yeah. And like the brother was saying... The theoretical part, like I'm basically thinking, how am I going to com- how am I going to connect through these chord changes? How am I going to how am I going to make li- a line that's going to perfectly resolve between that C minor seven, that F minor seven, and then that B flat major seven chord? How am I going to give each phrase a certain rhythmic lilt it needs in order for it to make you want to do this? So it's just like it, it's, it's it's a very involved process mentally as well as physical physically yeah oh, wow with that being said yeah we're jumping to my fifth one just because okay it i wrote this for uh i was asked to do a piece of poetry for a social justice event that we had here in town um you know after some of the things that have happened with police brutality uh not here but you know we all we're all seeing that we're all uh, to some degree, being exposed to that, whether it's it's here in your community or you know just watching on television, um, and you know we're trying diligently here to mend those those bridges and to uh, mend those relationships. And so you know we had uh, all sorts of people from all walks of life come out, uh, and I was asked to to, to write a poem. <clears throat> uh, and so this particular poem kind of speaks to African Americans as being such a unique culture. Uh, and just such a, a unique race of individuals. Um, and not only that, you know, we, it speaks to the, the atrocities that we've had to endure over centuries. Um, and this poem is actually untitled uh, to, to pay tribute to all the victims of police violence and other forms of violence that we don't know about. Right. Mm. A rarefied breed, killing fields scattered. Marrowed remains of carbon-based life forms disregarded and discarded by domestic poachers. Set on display, viewed, and never assisted. Does not everything that has life also have a soul? On the verge of cultural extinction, these existential eccentricities breed fear and loathing for real-life melodrama. Documentaries, discussions, dialogue, develop drastically varying perceptions with unifying positions. If I have not yet begun the fight, have I already been predetermined to death? We all return to ash, unintended to be prematurely snuffed out. Exhale this anatomical animosity and let us all breathe. Word, word. Mm. Yes, sir. Sir. Definitely tough. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's crazy what we're going through. You see, they what happened with George Floyd. We had Ahmaud Arbery. We got Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many different people, you know, just taken out in such in such as it's like within three three months, I think. Yeah, easily. Yeah, then the three yeah. month time period. 
It's almost like it's yeah. a a pan a epidemic within a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Could have said it better. Mm-hmm. You talk about like uh, Missouri uh, yeah. and, and um, Detroit and Minneapolis. Seem like it's if you look at it over time, you start to see this this pattern where around this time of year, you start to all of a sudden see more visibility given to these atrocities. Uh, and then you start to see the rioting and other things that can happen from that. And so it makes you really think about like what's what's happening on a much larger scale. Right. Yes. So um see let me see I'm gonna check and see if I got okay I got a message. I don't I got a message from that's uh Corey. I didn't get any feedback from Kenya. Well, I'm going to take it that... He'll probably get get up with me another day. Um, we, we'll probably do, and I'm on Facebook Live, so Kenya, you will see this. We'll probably get with you another day, and then, you know, another time, and definitely, you know, get together and do another live, do a Facebook live. We might have to do a Facebook live here and I, or, you know, do a Zoom together. So we definitely get this together. Um, today is also my cousin Shonda birthday. My cousin Shonda passed away. Um, um, that's Kenya's mother. Uh, so this was actually a special, a special occasion for Kenya. Um, it's not like I'm stepping over any boundaries by by saying that because she was the reason why I wanted to put this together and put this night of poetry together for her to celebrate her mother's birthday and to have a good time and put her mind in a different place, you know, to at least try to ease some, you know, at least to ease the pain of, you know, losing her mom and, you know, losing my cousin. So just basically having a great night, you know, it's been epic. I mean, y'all bought, y'all bought music, y'all bought poem, poetry, so y'all bought a lot to it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do two poems after that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Satish if you can give us something in Langley. If you don't mind, just your sample or something, some type of singing or something like that to close us out. Oh man, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, it's up to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, it's up to you. You know, just, just something to you know, promote it to the people, just as you know, what's, oh, yeah. I know you're working on a track you let me hear. Uh, yeah. Really good track. So just something yeah. to promote yourselves and then put your social handles out there for everybody to know how to get a hold of you and get in touch with you. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to start off with the, with the social handles. I am on, st- starting with Facebook, Satish Robertson. That is S-A-T-I-S-H. Robertson, R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N. I have a regular Facebook page and a uh, Facebook fan page. On Instagram, I am on there as Satish Robertson Music, all one word. Uh, my music can be heard on Bandcamp. My music can be heard on SoundCloud. Right now, I have a couple singles on all the usual spots, the Spotify's and uh, Apple Music on Avenue. And any day now, my newly released album will appear on all those platforms as well. It is already up on bandcamp.com if you'd like to check it out. Name of the album is 80s Joint, the EP. And it is my experimental fusion of jazz and the sounds of the 1980s. So you hear my trumpet on top of vintage 80s synthesizers and drum machines and all sorts of effects and wailing guitars. It's, 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 It's like jazz meets Prince meets Cindy Lauper meets Cameo meets <laughs> Thomas Dolby. You know, you get the picture. So um, I think I think you might enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've I've heard a I've heard a lot of the tracks. It sounds real. Yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I told you I'm waiting for it to hit those platforms so I can go ahead and purchase it. You know, that way I can have it like yes. in my uh I can add it to my Apple library, add it to my Spotify library soon, you know, as soon as it drops. So Definitely, I'm, I'm definitely happy because me and Satish go Thank back you. way back to you know yeah. um, way back 2003, 2004. You know, so we go way back. Um, I'm uh, Langley. If you want to go ahead and you want to uh, drop your handle, your social handles, yeah. so let people know how to get a hold of you. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm on all the major social uh, media platforms. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Langley Casual Word Shazer. Uh, that's just kind of the page that I use for everything. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram. I actually have two Instagram accounts. I've got the Casual Word, which is uh, poetry. It's uh, music. It is uh, some of the other things that I'm into, uh, watches and some different stuff that I fiddle with. But I also have a fitness page, and that's uh, at Team Griffin. Uh, and that's just showcasing, you know, the, the fitness aspect of my life. The other part that uh, me and my friends, we train hard. Uh, so, you know, um, our motto for Team Griffin is men's sauna incorporate sauna, which is Latin for a sound mind and a sound body. So not only do we practice, you know, the mental aspect of, you know, the writing and creativity, but we also want to be physically healthy as well to continue all these endeavors that we are after. Uh, you can find me on uh, Snapchat. I'm not on there a lot, but it's uh, Mia Voce. Uh, it's M-I-A-V-O-C-E, Latin for my voice. Um, and I think that's really about it. I don't typically get into any other stuff, not on TikTok or anything like that. Just uh, the major platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, in terms of music, I, I'm not, not going to give you guys anything. But what I will do is uh, the clip that Shahi heard. Some of you guys have heard that in my story. What I will do is uh, I will go into this, the live video, and I will post a, uh, a snippet of that in the comments so if you guys are taking you know watching the video or go back and watch the video scroll through the comments uh there'll be a a clip of one of the new songs that i'm working on um and it's called missing uh it's just uh a really unique track where we're doing some funk some jazz uh, a little bit of hip-hop you're going to hear several different genres kind of fused together Uh, Uh, i'm playing guitar so it's acoustic guitar underneath all of that it's a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to this project uh, as a single being done as well as the entire album so uh right. that, that's what you guys will be uh, can look forward to also but before i forget youtube the casual word uh it's my talk show uh we've also expanded to radio so you can look at casual word radio it's on spotify it's on itunes it's on uh, all the major podcast platforms any kind of podcast application that you're using you can mm-hmm. search for casual word radio and you should be able to find me so uh, if you have any questions or want to reach out to me obviously you can, you can message me on facebook but you can also email me at the casual word at gmail.com all right so with all that i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead i don't know if people on facebook live will be able to hear the two poems that i'm gonna go ahead and do but y'all definitely be able to hear it but on facebook live i'm gonna of course post this video as well um like langley said in uh in the comment section of this video is where he'll leave the link to that that uh, music that is what he's basically explaining so once I stop this video, I'll my I'll basically just post this whole video that we're doing on Zoom will be posted to Facebook as well. So as long as along with this live video that we're doing. So when I close out this this phone, I might close out the whole live video and nobody on Facebook Live will be able to see it. But like I said, y'all will hear it. And then anybody on Facebook Live who doesn't get to hear the poems that I'm gonna say, I'm gonna actually uh upload this video once again once I stop this video so I'm going to go ahead and go to those two poems that I've created Um, as I let y'all know one of the poems is about my cousin whose birthday is today it's her first first birthday in heaven so happy heavenly birthday to her Um, the name of the poem is called Missing You so I'm going to go ahead and go right into that Hey cuz, what's up? Oh me, just chilling. Thinking about your grilling and how it was so appealing. Now my thoughts are revealing the fact that I'm missing you. I know once everyone saw you, they was kissing you. Remember those days that dissing you was a no-no? I'm about to call Shonda. Moms knew this was a go-go. You dancing on someone's face. An image I can't erase. And I won't replace. Those are precious like diamonds on a wrist. And it's you I miss. Send your embrace through our dreams. Or the television screen. Y'all excuse my poltergeist thought, as silly as it seems. This little light of Larry's and Betty's, and Mother to Kenya, 
and sister to many. When I remember you, I'll wish upon a star because up there, there's plenty missing you. Yeah, well done. Well done, my brother. Happy heavenly birthday to your cousin. Thank you, thank you, man. It's been hard, you know, we all we all dealing with it, you know, staying strong. You know, um, like I said, putting that poem together. I put it together as soon as, you know, I put that poem together. I said, you know, I want to get with Kenya and try to do this night of poetry and, you know, um, see what she think about it, doing it on her mom's birthday. And she's like, yeah, I'm cool with it. You know, so shout out to Kenya, you know, salute to you. Thanks for giving me the lane to share this and do, and do this in your mom's honor you know and thank you guys for doing this with me i really appreciate y'all appreciate y'all for doing it i appreciate kenya but you know uh you know definitely wanting to do it like i said we'll definitely get together another time her and i so i'm gonna go with that said i'm gonna go into my second poem is almost like what langley's poem was about of course with all this stuff we have going on as a demographic and in America, in the state of America, I felt like this poem and this poem closing out this night of poetry is probably something that, you know, we all need right now and we all needed to hear. And the name of this poem is called, I Can't Breathe. So I'm going to get right into that. I can't breathe. Your arm is clasped tightly around my voice box. So if I try to box for air, you'll squeeze tightly out of fear. Hmm. I can't breathe. Your knee is pressed tightly against my neck. So out of respect, let me stand up and put my hands up. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You're smothering me. Lord, please help me. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Can't this officer hear the crying of a man who's dying? Or could my words be annoying him because he keeps supplying pressure? Mm. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I see the veins in his arm start to protrude and I smell the leather from his boots. Shoot, man. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I thought these words were a cry for help, but instead I hear, Welp, you think you're tough now. No, jackass. I can't breathe. Now stop hmm. being a goddamn clown. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. While this poem is no joke and should never be taken as a joke, we still had people poke fun and turn this into a pun. We shout Black Lives Matter, and in return, we heard all lives. That's mm. all lies. Because this man was killed for no reason. He repeatedly told the police he wasn't shooting. And yet, they continue to ridicule him and call him names. This is lame. For decades, we have seen the same game, the same pain, and the same shame. Therefore, when will it let up? When can we achieve? And when will we be able to breathe? I can't breathe. Yep, there we go. <laughs> well done. That's, uh, there's not a lot you can say after that, but just, that's, that's the that is where we are right now. Uh, exactly. The state of our country, uh, the state of our world, really. You look at places like South Africa, you look at Europe, you look uh, at other places that have a, an African influence and an African populace. You know, you're seeing the same things uh, across the globe. So it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, what we can do is be agents of change. And what we can do is, you know, stand united uh, in a positive, nonviolent front to show that there's uh, there's not only uh, power, but there is intelligence. There is, uh, yeah. you know, a, a way to be a gentleman and a way to handle a situation that will allow us to be heard and be taken seriously. 
Right, exactly. Definitely. Um, but once again, I, I knew the Facebook was the Facebook Live is definitely it's ended. Um, I'm gonna go back. Well, I'm not gonna go back on Facebook Live because we can just go ahead and close out here. Once again, I want to thank both of y'all. I really appreciate y'all for being here and doing this and taking y'all time out to deliver such beautiful content and beautiful words and beautiful poetry on a great night. Like I said, once again, I want to definitely give a shout out to Kenya. She had uh, some technical difficulties going on, so she'll definitely get back in touch with me. And then, you know, she said, hey, is it possible for you to get the guys back and we do this again? If you guys don't mind coming back to, you know, do another round, refresh, and go just start all over again, you know, I would appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. Full stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, If y'all got anything else to say before we close out? I just want to say thank you for having me be part of this, brother. Absolutely. Same. I echo that same thing. I appreciate that. And shout out to Kenya for, uh, you know, kind of allowing this to, to happen and, and again, allowing both of us to be a part of it. I think it's something special. And, and on a personal note, uh, you know, I lost someone very dear to me yesterday. Uh, she was my choir director all through high school, um, you know, into college. She's the reason I got into college. Uh, and, you know, she was part of uh, the church family that I belong to and I work at. So um, that was definitely a hard loss, but this I'll was definitely sorry for the loss. Right. Thank you. Uh, but but it's definitely a perfect way to, for me personally, to celebrate her life was doing what some of the things that she enjoyed, which was my writing and my poetry. Uh, so thank you guys again for having me. It's been a tremendous honor. You're welcome. Definitely. So uh, like I said, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and close out. I want to thank you all again. Y'all have tuned into Relationship Stuff 101's first annual night of poetry with Langley Shazar, Satish Robinson, and shout out to Kenya. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Definitely, I'm going to load this up. So you guys watch out for that. I'm going to tag y'all in it so y'all can, you know, share it as you please, share it where you want to share it at and get it out there, Get you know, get the word out there to everybody who wants to see it, who was looking for the live or looking forward to the live or probably didn't get to see the live. We shared the live here. So I'm going to close out like I originally do with your understanding combined with our understanding. We can create a greater understanding. This has been Relationship Stuff 101's podcast here on this Saturday night, September 12, 2020. Once again, you two guys have a great night and I'm going to close out. Peace. Peace, peace.